Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rob's video blog. Um, I know I haven't done one of these in a while and I said I was going to try and do more but I just I just been busy my knees been healing uh, you know and uh, I've been working a lot so um, taking the time now to, to throw one in there. Um, overindulgent food I keep seeing stuff on Facebook Facebook is like the ultimate place to post like your favorite food or your favorite drink and it's cool I like it you know you get to see some cool stuff on there but uh, some of the food now is just like it's so over the top and gross that I gotta be honest I don't know how people eat some of this stuff like just everything now is like oh bacon's delicious let's wrap everything in bacon it's like chocolate covered hamburger wrapped with bacon and then deep fried that's disgusting that is absolutely disgusting we don't need to be doing that I don't know who the heck eats this stuff but it's gross it's just totally gross I'm pretty certain if I ate if I took two bites of that I would probably immediately vomit it up but I don't really understand what we're trying to do here are we just trying to I don't know are we trying to prove that we can be the most slovenly individual on the face of the planet by eating some of this stuff and it's like I saw and they're even they're ruining some of my favorite foods by like wrapping them in baking and deep frying them. like I love a corned beef Reuben oh man rye bread sliced corned beef uh, mustard or um, actually usually usually mustard's not on a, not on a Reuben that's not my regular corned beef sandwich but a sauerkraut Thousand Island dressing oh toasted oh it's it's dynamite so somebody decided oh let me throw out that rye bread and put out mac and cheese and then that'll be the bread and then we'll take the whole thing and deep fry it and it's like oh my god I just I, I I don't know who is eating this stuff I don't know whose warped minds are coming up with this stuff but here's a newsflash to people who like things that are wrapped in bacon and deep fried I like things that are wrapped in bacon and deep fried but you could wrap my shoe in bacon and deep fried and it would be delicious you're not inventing something new you're not even necessarily making something better you're just being gross oh and I, I was gonna finish with that but I, one other thing that I saw that's just like God ugh. So like Little Caesars has like their $5 hot and ready pizza and I'm pretty certain like the edges are like wrapped in bacon and it's like Jesus like the, the pizza's gross enough like you now you have to wrap it in bacon. Well Pizza Hut who is probably one of the worst makers of pizza on the planet at least in my opinion has topped them all. You can now get a pretzel crust pizza with hot dogs around the perimeter that actually makes up the crust. So the crust is like if you had a bunch of little um pretzel pigs in blankets lined up like this around the perimeter and that's what makes the crust of the pizza it's like cheese like a pretzel a hot dog and pizza like if i told you like oh let's have a pretzel and a hot dog and a, and a bite of pizza all at the same time like it's just oh god it's gross who the heck is eating this stuff um so I've, I'm actually uh, three days into walking. It took me six weeks after my surgery. I wasn't allowed to walk because I had my meniscus repaired. And your meniscus is your cartilage disc that sits on the top of your tibia, whatever your shin bone is, sits on the top of that thing. Um, so every time you, whenever you stand on it, you're just pretty much squashing it down. So whenever you have a meniscus uh, repair and they stitch it back together, you can't stand on it for like four to six weeks because you just squash it and pull the stitches out and the thing won't heal. So six weeks, on crutches this is my third day walking I'm walking kind of like a like a penguin but uh, feels good to be walking but one thing that I was very curious about which I just got the other day is so I had my ACL replaced with a cadaver ACL so a dead guys actually dead guys hamstring I took his hamstring they wound it up and they replaced my ACL with that <clears throat> and my meniscus 
was uh, sewed, sewed them back together. And this was all done arthroscopically. It was an outpatient uh, surgery. I think I went in at like eight o'clock and I was back home by around like one or two. Um, I got it done by an excellent, excellent doctor. He's the orthopedic surgeon, or he's a um, team doctor for the U20 uh, men's uh, soccer, US soccer team. So, you know, I mean, pretty, pretty decent, uh, pretty decent doctor. So I was wondering, oh Jesus, you know, I mean, I have insurance, so I wasn't really that concerned about how much it was gonna cost me, but I'm thinking to myself, geez, I wonder how much they're actually gonna charge for this. They charged $71,242 for this surgery. And the insurance company only paid $4,481 of the 71,000. And I have no other obligations, that's it. That's what, that's what my doctor and his whole practice and everything has accepted. $4,400 on $71,000 billed. Now, if you don't have insurance, they will bill you. And if you don't believe me, here it is. Let's see if, uh, there it is. Come on, autofocus. On focus. Oh, I got it. Sorry about that. Let me uh, autofocus. There we go. Much better. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of insane. And if you don't have insurance, guess what? They bill you the same amount. If you do not have insurance and you get a crazy medical bill, do not pay it. Go online and find out what other insurance companies are actually paying these doctors for these things and tell them, hey, look, this is what I found that you get paid by the insurance company. That's what I'm paying you. And by and large, that's what most of these doctors will accept because it's insane. Like who the heck is going to pay $71,000 for that? Now, with that being said, I personally think for me to have a really, really good orthopedic surgeon go in there, cut my knee open, put me under anesthesia, take a dead man's hamstring, cut out my a dead man's hamstring, cut out my ACL, screw that dead man's hamstring to my bones after he drilled a hole through it, sew my meniscus back together, patch me all up, give me a knee brace, and send me home, and it was only 4,500 bucks? I mean, that to me is a freaking bargain. I mean, if someone said to me, how much would you pay for that? I would say, mm, maybe $10,000 seems about right. So 5,000 bucks that he actually got for that, I think that's cheap. And I think, you know, I think a lot of medical procedures nowadays, um, a lot of the basic stuff is really not that expensive. Because um, when you look at what insurance companies are really paying for this stuff, blood, blood pressure medication, x-rays, MRIs, they're not paying a lot of money. They just bill it a lot to make it look like, oh, look, if you didn't have healthcare insurance, you'd have to pay $71,000. Well, that's bullshit. The doctors aren't getting $71,000 from anyone. They're getting 4,500 bucks, 6,000 bucks, something like that. So if you don't have insurance, never pay the sticker price. It's like buying a car. You never pay the sticker price. You find out what other people are actually paying and you pay that. And uh, the, so the last thing uh, that I want to talk about is, uh, I feel like we live in a culture uh, where people are too lazy to think about things. Um, actually, I know that, I know that, at least I, that, okay, I, that's what I feel like. I feel like we are in a culture where uh, people are too lazy to, to uh, think about things for themselves. But, you know, I keep seeing this thing on Facebook about the Trans-Pacific Partnership and some people are like, oh, this is great. Some people are like, oh, this isn't great. And there's articles posted about why it's great and why it's not great. So I'm like, hmm, what is the Trans-Pacific Partnership? Let me go look up online. Well, if you go to Wikipedia, they have all sorts of things, the number of countries involved, and it's supposed to be some sort of trade agreement, as you can guess from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, kind of like NAFTA, except this is between uh, Asia and uh, the US a couple other countries. Um, so it's a trade agreement, uh, supposedly. And I, on, you know, they talk about you know, 
this was proposed in 2005. You know, they were supposed to wrap up negotiations in 2012. They met in Ottawa in 2014, blah, 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 and so on and so forth, and all the countries involved. And then there's a line here that blows my mind. Although the text of the treaty has not been made public, WikiLeaks has published several leaked documents since 2013. Now, just let that sink in for, th for a second. Go ahead and Google Trans-Pacific Partnership and see how many articles and propaganda pieces are written where people are either deriding or championing this agreement. Nobody even has the text to read it. And these people are making judgments and writing articles. In fact, you can go to our president's website. I don't know if it's his website or it's the, uh, you know, the White House website. They have a page dedicated to the Trans-Pacific Partnership. And guess what? It doesn't say squat about what it actually is. It doesn't say, oh, it agrees to do X, Y, and Z. It just says, oh, it's going to add jobs. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. Here are all the great things that are going to happen. It's like, no kidding, dude. What do, you, what do I think? That you're going to tell me all the bad things that it's going to do? You're proposing it. You want to do it. So obviously you're going to put your spin on it. But you can't find the actual text. And yet people are writing articles. They're putting posts on Facebook. Now, I haven't looked up some of the published information from WikiLeaks, but I mean, it just like it's it's like in all these outlets are like, don't think we're don't actually go and get the information. Don't read it. Don't think about this for yourself and decide for yourself if this is a good idea or not. We're just going to tell you whether or not it's a good idea. It's like it's 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 like totally insane. It's like it's like people are assumed to be devoid of any sort of competent judgment whatsoever that we're just going to let all these other people, all our overlords make all these decisions for us and decide what's great. And pretty much they're just going to say, oh, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and here are the benefits. I'm not going to tell you how we're going to achieve those benefits, but here they are, and that's the end of the story. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insulting on so many levels. And go ahead, Google Trans-Pacific Partnership, and you tell me how many articles you find that talk about the fact that you can't even read the friggin' text. All this crap is being negotiated in secret by our benevolent overlords and you know people write articles and oh this is great this is bad it's you know monsanto is going to take over the food supply uh this is great for farmers this is bad for small farmers this is great for big corporations this is bad for you know organic farmers i mean all this stuff who the frig knows the goddamn text isn't even public you can't read it how could you possibly possibly make any judgment whatsoever so uh just it just you know think for yourself for Christ's sake think for yourself don't let people tell you what something is gather the information and think for yourself and right off the bat if you can't get the information or people won't give it to you right there is a red flag that they are lying their asses off end of story if people don't release information or they don't give you information because they don't want you to know because they're hiding something and right then and there you can just raise your hand and say enough don't want to hear it. End of the story. So uh, I know this wasn't one of my better episodes. I have not been in practice. Like I said, I've, I've been kind of busy, but uh, I'm going to try and uh, kick it up a notch on the next uh, next couple, try and get into a nice, uh, uh, smooth, orative uh, transition between my pieces. But uh, 
Thank you guys for sticking around. It was about uh, 12 minutes. Thank you for sticking around and watching, and I will see you again next time.